Hey, Community Church, it's Jim, and I am excited to bring to you our third Community Church podcast. And you know, the intent of this time is to be a fun moment where we can just continue the conversation from Sunday. Hey, and if you've been listening and you have any thoughts about this podcast or questions or any guests you want to hear from, email us at podcast at sscommunitychurch.com because we would love to hear from you. Hey, and today we have an amazing guest with us, but before we jump into that conversation, uh, we have a new co-host. We have a new first timer here today. Uh, Rebecca can't be with us. Unfortunately, she's at jury duty today. Uh, so we have the privilege of having Taylor Coffee Childers, our Ooh, student pastor, Childers. or the guy who always has a coffee cup in his hand, sometimes two Taylor Childers <laughs> is with us today. That's awesome. Well, what's up, everybody? Super excited to be here. Do really, really like coffee. It's awesome. What's your favorite coffee, Taylor? Do you have a favorite? Ooh. Um, Give a shout out. I, I like my coffee black. Okay. Yeah, it's my Straight. shout out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up's great, if that's what you want me to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Okay, but yeah, it's, I'm, I'm excited to be in the podcast world with you guys. It's a good place to be, and i um, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a millennial, it's which true. means that I'm I'm just familiar with podcasts. And <laughs> it's very stereotypical of you. Exactly. Um, <laughs> oh, if I had to pick my favorite podcast, I mean, easily it'd be you know, how to get away with murder or. Oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, it would actually, it would clearly be the community church uh, podcast, obviously. Oh, Taylor, because you're so it's kind. been a really great way to have this podcast to take the conversation that we have on the stage to, to unpack a little bit more and like we're do, do today and take it a little bit further. Cool. Well, that's yeah. awesome. That means a lot. That's our hope. We've heard from a few of you guys. That's what it's done for you. But hey, we just want to jump in today. We have the amazing honor to have Tammy with us. Uh, Tammy is a missionary overseas in South Asia where she has a home for children. And in that home, she's raised over 46 children. Uh, Hold on. Did you say four to six children? <laughs> no, we said 46 <laughs> uh, children in that home. And the that cool thing is, is I mean, some of those children now are grown up. They've gotten married. They have kids. And they're now even being missionaries to other parts of the world, parts that we can't even go to. So, Tammy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's good to be here. Awesome. Well, we are so glad you're here. Um, and we are excited to jump into this conversation with you. Yeah. So, awesome. it's, so Tammy, thanks for being here. We have a ton of questions to get yes. to. So, first, I have a ton of answers. Yeah. You have all the answers we, we know. So, first, you know, parent to parent, you know, I, we, both, we both have kids here and, you know, a lot in common. You know, I have two. You have a uh, forty six, <laughs> so I think. I mean, I think all of us are wondering, Tammy, how do you do it? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Grace, that is a definition. <laughs> yeah, but no, seriously, like, what if, what do, would you say you've learned the most from raising you know forty six kids? Mm. Oh gosh, that's a big question. What have I learned the most in raising forty six kids? Maybe uh, maybe I, a tip, maybe something. You're like, you know what? This is in this process. Yeah. Um, this has helped. So I'm in the process of having a lot of older kids now. And so I think the one thing I've learned is that, um, um, you know, I can trust Jesus with them even when they're going through a tough time. I, it's, I'm no longer like wig out about it or go crazy or get stressed if one of my kids goes through a, a season of, um, you know, I don't know, just a hard season, making bad choices. I can see the big picture a lot better now. And so I'm able to step back and just kind of let it ride and let's see what happens, happens. And I'm able to, to kind of let them go the direction that they might be going. And then knowing that in the end, uh, and so far, God has every single time we brought them back to Him and to us. I mean, not that they've fallen away from Him, but just right. kids going through, you know, teenagers. 
uh, older kids, especially, you know, 18, 19, 20, 21, you know, sometimes they go through little tough seasons and I used to get real stressed about it. Now I just laugh and yeah. <laughs> and I know it's going to be okay. And, yeah. and uh, I've taken it a lot easier. So that it, with older kids, that's what I've learned with younger kids. I think just, um, I mean, the greatest gift you can give your kids is a gift of family and a gift so of good. time. And um, I know you're not asking this question, but like I've just seen that I've seen, you know, we just give our time, we give everything to our kids, our, t- our time, our energy. Quality time is like the number one love language of, mm. of K-Homes. And we, we speak it all the time. And so we, younger, older, every, everybody in between, we really, really go hard after quality time, you know, building the kids up through that. And, um, and so um, I don't know, there's nothing, our kids feel more blessed than their counterparts who are at home with, you know, a mom and a dad and a brother or a sister. Our kids... You know, those kids are asking, "Can we come to your house? Can we come to your home? You know, <laughs> yeah, uh, and, and can we come talk to your? Can we come talk to your mom? Because my mom never talks to me. They, wow. They're always so busy. They're working. We're always yeah. running out, running around, and some of that, uh, you know, craziness that happens. Yeah. So sure. I don't know. Just giving the, the greatest gift you can give your kids for you guys. You yeah. know, I mean, never ever ever exchange um, all the junk and stuff and activity for what they really need. I've never ever heard one kid say, I wish my parents would have put me in more clubs yeah. and more games That's and great. more sports. Yeah. I wish I would have done more activities growing up. I've never heard one teenager or older kids that they've always, you know, the kids that I've counseled outside yeah. of us have always said, I wish my parents had given me more time. That's good. I wish we would have, we never did things as a family. Yeah. And so that's a big message I would love to give yeah. to just you American know, families actually. That's good. Because I hear, especially here in America, how it's like, no, I'm doing this for my kids so that mm-hmm. they can grow. But it is. They're missing out they, on they what they need. What they need is they need mom and they need dad. They need attention. They need game night at home. Yeah. They need family movie night. Yeah. They need uh, to go on hikes together. They just need they need their family. That's yeah. what they need, actually. You yeah, know? And, that's cool. All right. That's awesome. Hey, Tammy, one of the things you shared with me the other day is your home really – um, one of the themes is believing God for the impossible and just wanting him. He's going to be the one who has to show up. And you mentioned there's these 12 rocks or stones where you've, um, these have been pivotal moments in y'all's story that y'all have been praying, you've written words on it. And you're still even contending for the 12th one to happen because it hasn't happened yet. And so I would love for you just to share a little bit about these, maybe share one of those pivotal stories of God's provision and how he's doing the impossible um, in your home. Mm-hmm. So two years ago, um, a lot of my friends have been um, deported or kicked out of the country that I'm in. Wow. And, um, and so actually, uh, or blocked reentry, pretty much everybody, my entire community of Westerners. And so um, my term was next, and I was, yeah. uh, I was uh, blacklisted. I was uh, um, bl- basically, I was on a blacklist. And, um, and I'm dying because my whole life is, is here. It's there. It's, yeah. there. It's, it's, it's with my kids and, and that country. And um, I can remember just, you know, we, we, at first I was, you know, full of fear for about, you know, maybe two or three days. I was just, you know, I couldn't get out of it. I was like, oh no, just the dread and the feeling of like, I'm next. I know that I am because I was told and, you know, you're going, you're blacklisted. You're next. Yeah. And so I had like maybe a month left. And so I'm just Mm -hmm. like, no, this can't be happening. Like my whole, my children, my family, this, everything, you know. And so, um you know, thankfully God kickstarted me and, you know, got me out of that kind of uh, feeling of being overwhelmed. Yeah. And uh, he kind of led me to remember, well, through the story of uh, Second Chronicles and chapter mm-hmm. 20 and the story of Jehoshaphat. And I just was studying that and it was just exploding for me. And, um, and just, he was leading me to do the same, just to remember, mm-hmm. remember the goodness, remember. And so I began remembering and, and, 
and I just okay, asked God to show me, you know, what are some pivotal things? And it's almost like he just showed me 12 things that where he placed and deposited something in all of our DNA. Wow. Our, so of, of, our, of our kids and our family and our home and our, and our ministries. And, um, and then... And then I was, and then I so, I, so I took, had the kids help me gather. We gathered these big old stones yeah. and we painted those words that represented, you know, those 12, um, That's cool. miracles, if you will, yeah. or like, uh, um, um, faith deposits. I don't know what you want to call yeah. them, but they were just okay. cool stuff. And, um, and we put them on the stones. And so that's what that was. So, um, on, on the different stones, we wrote just different things where God had done something that shifted us or pointed us in the direction that we wanted to go. So one of those things, I'll just tell you. I'll yeah. just and you had the kids do this with you, so they yeah. were in. Yeah, doing we were all this together, and they were actually with, we were all in prayer, actually doing That's this together. Cool. And so we're we're painting it, and it was a really special time. And it, and we just stacked up those giant those twelve stones are this yeah. high in my That's cool. in our little you know in a portico. So um, the first one, um, or one of the first ones, I can't say the first one, but one of the one of the early ones was one of our boys, Kitten, and his mm-hmm. brother uh, Arun, and he. Um, had come to us from a, a government agency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were not able to place him for adoption, mm-hmm. and the brothers were 11 and 9. Mm-hmm. And so you have to remember that I was you know, 27, yeah. and, and so this 11 and 9-year-old. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so 27-year-old um, raising yes, an 11 and 9-year-old. Yes. Of course, I have a wonderful team of people yeah. with me, yeah. women that were helping me, and so I wasn't alone at all. I had a, yeah. a fantastic team, but... But yeah, I was the I was the main uh, nurturer slash disciplinarian slash yeah. <laughs> partier, you know, with them in a good way, you know, yeah. fun 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 times. Yeah. So, um, and so we prayed, and 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 uh, we felt like God was telling us to take to take these two brothers in. And it was it was a hard choice because they're so older than, yeah. than some of the other kids that we had had. And so, but um, um, probably we'd had them with us for maybe a, two years. Mm-hmm. And so this time now he's probably almost thirteen, and the wow. younger brother's about eleven. And um, we get a phone call from a social worker and said, "You won't believe this, but Kitten's um, uncle uh, has a has a big farm in in, in north north uh, our in northern part of our state, and um and he wants the boys back because they're old enough to work." Uh, mm. And we're like, "Well, they're in school. They're yeah. doing great. They're finally, you know, yeah, they're, they're finally yeah. succeeding in different ways. Yeah, and, and so they've never health. been in school, and then." And Kitten himself had gone from like first grade, yeah, in two years all the way to to like uh, uh, sixth grade. Wow, you know, and and just he's like progressing yes, really well, he's doing really well, and, and his brother also. And so, um, we said, "There's no way." Like, yeah. and, and again, uh, I think I mentioned yesterday, but in in our country, uh, older brothers, um, sorry, uh, the 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 older brother of a father has the same rights as a father if the father dies. Oh man. So the uncle, yeah, he so can he, do what he will. Yes. He, he's like a father in that country. Mm. And so, um, the, the government gave him permission to come and the social worker said, I'm bringing him up. And, and as so a social worker called and we're just like, no way, yeah. this is not going to happen. Yeah. You know, absolutely not. These kids are here. This is yeah, their this home. Is, this is my son. Yeah. Right? You know, I've adopted him. He's mine. I'm not, yeah. no, I'm going to fight for him. Yeah. And, you know? And so we just began praying and we have a three day, um, uh, fasting and prayer. We don't, yeah. it's just night times that time. We just didn't pray the whole, we didn't fast the whole day, but we, we, uh, we fasted the night. I'm talking about the oldest kid in our home is, is almost 13. Yeah. And the youngest ones in our home are like two and a half. Wow. And so like basically <laughs> when I say the older kids, I mean like the five-year-olds yeah, to 11-year-olds. Yeah, yeah. They're fasting <laughs> they're and They're my praying. older kids. They're the, so, right, ones, they're the, the rocks, you know, they're, yeah. they're, the, they're the cool, you know, they're the ones that are like so mature. Yeah. <laughs> so come on guys. Let's so do I, this. <laughs> so we call them and we, and we, we fast and we pray and we're crying out to the Lord. Um, this was um, a Friday night. Mm. 
Um, this is a, a Thursday night, a Friday night, and a Saturday night. Mm. And on um, and they call us on Saturday evening. Said he, the uncle's brought his train ticket. I'm meeting him at the station. Please have the boys ready at such and such a time. And mm. the social worker, I'm going to pick him up. He's ready, but he's on the train actually. Wow! So you're and like so, this is happening. This is happening. Yeah. And uh, and so he's coming down. It was about a, you know a 14 hour. And so have him ready in the morning. Have his bags packed. They're both going to have to go. There's nothing we can do about it. And I'm just like no. And so we're so so we're just crying yeah. Saturday night. And uh, all of a sudden, in the middle of prayer, he just kidding just says, um, "It's okay now. We can mm. we can go and eat." And he started uh. laughing, and I was like, uh, "What? Oh, you know, <laughs> poor baby's hungry." <laughs> and, uh, That's right. And so, and uh, he's like, "No, no. I, 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 God told me it's done. It's finished." Uh, mm, and I was thinking wow. he doesn't know that I just got yeah. a phone call from the social worker, yeah. and, and the guy, the uncle's on his way. Mm. He said, "No, it's okay. God, God told me it's it's finished." And so he said, "Can we go eat?" So I was like, "Okay, let's go eat." And so we went and ate, and and um um, and you know we don't know what to do. Like we're he, we're wanting to follow his lead because he's so he's so adamant. Yeah. And so we kind of let him lead us in praise and, yeah. and thankfulness and stuff like that. But in my heart, you know, I'm just my. I hope you know my. It's my son, so I just want, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm a little doubtful. I mean, it's not sure. you know we can't Which say is totally natural. Yeah. In that I'm like, oh okay, God, you know. So and um. But we go ahead and we just okay, and out of obedience and out of you know this, we're and, and Kitten has has had times where he's shown that he can really hear the Lord's voice. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and just trust. yeah, trust that he's heard God. And so we celebrated and we thank God and and we I went to bed. Mm. And I before we went to bed, I said, well, you know, well, Kitten, you kept saying adamantly what happened. He goes, oh no, I didn't tell you. I I I was praying and I saw my uncle standing in his village and I saw something falling way from the sky up high and I could see it was a drop of Jesus blood oh, and it fell slowly down and it whoa. fell on my uncle's head Oh wow! and he changed his mind. And so uh, I knew that it was finished. That's why I told you to stop praying. Wow. That's an intense vision to yes. have for this child who's 13 at this point. Yeah. And so I said, mm. okay. And then wake up the next morning, social worker calls us, said the uncle turned around on the train and changed his mind. Wow. In the middle of the night. I mean, in the middle of the night. In the middle of the night. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing because you, you see faith in that. Yeah. I mean, the Lord's, it really is, he can do the impossible when yeah. it was yeah. like, no, this is, this is not going to happen. It's so done. on one of those stones we wrote, Kitten, you know, wow. because that, that was just, that yeah. was such a, a foundational, fundamental, like, okay, it is through prayer. Is, we're going to believe God for impossible things. We're going to trust him for impossible things. Yeah. And it really put something inside of us. That's yeah. awesome. Man, that's that's awesome. So so powerful, Tammy. This is it's bringing me back to when I, I got to visit yeah. you, your home, your yeah. family ten years yeah. ago, when two thousand nine, when I was a I was a junior in college, and my eyes got open to like a whole new world. Yeah, you know, but also even I mean, just a whole new way to see mm-hmm. God and you and your kids. The you know the way that you'd seek after God and your faith, your the, and it seemed like the miracles that you'd experience it seemed like like every week. I remember you even saying like like week after week, this is kind of like this is kind of our life. It's kind of what we've we've seen with God in our story. It's, uh, I mean, it's marked me personally, and and I can remember like it was yesterday. Just our whole team, just we were just like sitting at your feet, like for hours and hours, and you just telling us these kind of stories and yeah. story after story, like what God has done in the lives of the kids. Yeah. And, um, and and some of these stories I still remember, and, and I'll never forget. Is is there another story, like an encouraging story, that you'd like to share with us? Just encouraging to you or encouraging your home or your kids? Yeah. Um, so about 10 years ago, uh, we needed a place for to, to transition our older boys who were kind of older teenagers and young young men. And in our country, the children, um, they don't really leave home 
at 18, like America, it's kind of like 21 might be more the age of accountability. So most people be with us till till 21, and and mm-hmm. most of our kids, we, we, many of them stay till 22 or 23, and that's just the cultural way. And yeah. Yeah. Um, the kindred system, the, the kinship system over there is is kind of set up that way. Yeah. So we needed a place for older boys that well, they wouldn't be like with house parents and feel like you know the house parents are like nagging them, yeah, but they, yeah, at the same yeah, time yeah. they'd be with us and we'd keep an eye on them and. And um and and colleges don't have dorms, so everybody stays, stays at, at home, home anyway. Yeah, right. And so we were we went to the corner of our land and we laid we we stretched our hands, all of us, all the kids, the boys, the girls, the staff. We we prayed in the corner, and uh, um, mm. if you can picture our land, it was in the left hand far back corner, and we're just praying, and um and God, you know, would you give us something for these boys? And we need. We need a place for them to kind of have a little. You know, we don't have the money for it. We right. need money to like just build a simple structure, like a like a two bedroom, one bathroom, little tiny, you know, bachelor pad or something like that. You know, yeah. and um, and we don't need we don't need much, and at least it can be simple. But we need something for yeah. sure. And, and we're, they need and their so own space. They need their own space, and um, so we come back in, and that was the end of it. We went went to bed, and uh, the next day I get an email from a guy in America, mm-hmm. and he says. And it's a blue collar uh, uh, guy who's retired. He was in the blue collar sector his whole life. Uh, mm-hmm. He's a volunteering at a church, and he's just an amazing, amazing older man. And he's and he basically said, you know, Tammy, can you send me that email that you just sent out? Yeah, uh, asking for money. And I, was, I wrote back. I said, I haven't sent an email out in a few weeks, and I've, and I've never asked for money actually. And, and oh wow! And um, and like, what is this guy talking about? Yeah, I don't know. What he, you know, because we. Because that's one of the things that God's put on us is, is, is we don't need to ask, you know, and we, we can just trust him for to awaken people's hearts at the yeah. right time and the right yeah. way. And um and so we, I was like, I don't know what he's talking about. So he hadn't, I didn't hear from him again for a week. He writes me again and says, Tammy, I really need, I've asked, I've searched everywhere for the email you sent. You literally sent an email, a mass email. And I went uh, to the other pastors that work in the church and said, did you get a mass email from Tammy? And they were all like, no, no. but I know that I got it. And yeah. I remember seeing it on the screen, and then it disappeared. So I had a tech guy come look at my computer to see where this missing <laughs> yeah. email went. Yeah. And you had asked for money for your older kids, no your way. boys. He said you talked. You talked about Gopi in your in your email. You talked about kid, and he starts naming my oh, older wow. boys. He's never been. Wow. Uh, yeah. You know, he knows about us, but he's never been. And yeah. he said, you know, I I really feel uh, that you know I really I would love to see. And so I sent him the. I said, hey. Um, uh, he he wishes to remain anonymous, so I won't say his name. But yeah. I said, "Hey, th- this is this is the last email I sent. It was a month ago, and yeah. I have never sent something." And then again, I don't hear from him for four or five days. <laughs> and he and he writes back and says, "I am undone. I, you know, nothing like this ever happens to me. I'm just a regular Joe. Wow! Like whoa! I got an email. I got an email from God. You know, mm-hmm. and I yeah. and then he said, you know, I know that I know now. And I and do you have it? And I told him, I said, actually, we do have the." Actually, you know, it is because we actually have been praying for it. Yeah. And he oh. was like, well, how much do you need? And I said, well, we need this much, you know, 15,000 U.S. And he said, you know, that's the same amount of money that I was praying about giving. Wow. And so In the he world. literally sends us the money and we literally build that house oh within, you know, gosh. a few months One later. Lord. And so that was pretty amazing. Yeah. I, yeah. That is awesome. I love you. And in that, that picture and just in that story, how... Um, when you you all pray as a family, all the kids are involved, you know, and yes. it's not just the adults and the the big yeah. Christians, but mm-hmm. it's going, no, we all are a part of this and asking God to provide. Absolutely. And he does. Yes. Because he loves us. And so, yes. 
Yeah, that's an amazing story. And yeah. so many parents don't include their kids in their in their hard times. They yep. want to shield their kids, but we don't shield them from anything. That's a great point. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so it's we like, like invite them in to every hard time that we have because there's yeah. power. And some of it is we need to rely on your faith because yeah. we may not be yeah, feeling there's it times as much. That, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Hey, uh, Tammy, I'd love to pivot us for a moment to even today. I would just love to hear um, what's God teaching you in the season of life you're in now, and what do you really feel like He's saying to you? Um, I mean, I think for me, uh, in this season of life I'm in right now, I think most of my heart and attention has kind of gone towards, um, honestly, just parenting. And yeah, so I just, I'm just feeling his grace and I feel, I feel, um, um, his leadership over, over me and over our family so, so clearly and different, different things. Um, you know, I pray almost every day nowadays, God, give me, give me wisdom yeah. You know, to know what's right and what to do and how to, you know, decisions and give me discernment to be able to, you know, to know what's up and, and give me grace, you know, when I mess up mm-hmm. and, uh, and God, if there's anything in the dark, let it be come in the light. And you won't believe like how much, you know, with all these, my kids, like yeah. they can't get away with anything because <laughs> God just brings it to the light. Yeah. But, so it's been really fun. I feel like I'm, I know this is going to sound cheesy, but I feel We're like okay I'm, with cheesy. Yeah. No, I just feel like I'm co-parenting with God. Yeah. I, I feel like That's he's. So good. You know, as a single woman, and I'm not married, yeah. and, and yet I have all these kids, and I have this beautiful staff and team. Uh, I mean, they're also there right with me, and I would never, ever in a million years want to look like I'm raising these children alone. Right. Yeah. But I still feel that the sense of his presence and his leadership and mm-hmm. his um, investment and his wisdom and his... I just feel like he, I feel like I'm I feel like he's 100% with me in parenting. That's so I, good. It feels... It, it's really beautiful. Yeah. And, uh, and I could not, you know, in a million years do anything without him. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I don't know. I just, I feel his presence in that way these days pretty strongly as I'm, as a, especially as I'm encountering older kids and yeah. what do I do now that go with older kids? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's a beautiful picture. I love that thought of we're co-parenting with God. I think so often, especially in, uh, in the American and the Western world, it's like, what are we doing for our kids and how do we parent them well? Or are we giving the right discipline or the right instructions? Yeah. And we take it on ourselves oftentimes. Mm-hmm. I think for my own kids, how I've taken it on myself. Now God's entrusted them to me. So I need to make the right decision and mm-hmm. not screw up their lives. Yeah. So they go to counseling for years. But <laughs> oh, even well, just, I still might go to counseling. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just a part of parenting. We're going to mess up at some point. We're human. Uh, but I love that thought of, but God's really doing this with me. And um, I was just thinking about when I've heard you share, Tammy, one thing I love is how, you, it's your relationship with God. And I don't, I don't mean this to sound weird, but it's like, it's so simple in a way. Like, it's just like God and I are, we're doing this together and I got to rely on him Mm -hmm. and, and he's for me. Mm -hmm. And and I almost feel like you don't overcomplicate it. And I'm sure there's times where you have different thoughts and things, but I love just, it's very much God and I are doing this together. That's Mm -hmm. what I always hear from you. And, um, that's just challenging for me and convicting because oftentimes I think I get it more like I'm doing this and God may help me, uh, but not that we're doing it together. Mm-hmm. Um, so thanks for sharing that. That yeah. was real. That's really encouraging. Yeah, absolutely. And just reminding us about just the surrender that you have. And that's what just there's your surrender, your obedience and your reliance on the Holy spirit. And, um, and the things that you do is just, it's so it's just inspiring and it's not just for, for you and what you do. And um, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's for everybody, and it's an yeah. invitation for all of us to Absolutely. say yes to Him. And yes, even if you're, yeah, uh, you, you are co-parenting, like you know, with the father, mm-hmm. mother. It's like mm-hmm. it's still like we just need to be dependent on Jesus. Yeah. And so yeah. I love that. And, and so your your heart. One, one of the last questions we have is like your heart was stirred, you know, years and years years ago, and to to partner with Him, mm-hmm. um, to co-parent with Him, but also to partner with Him and in, in to your journey into where you are now. What would you say to someone who you know has this stirring in their heart? 
um, for for mission or for for the unreached and which yeah. they do. So I I know a lot of people who who have had a heart for missions and a heart for you know um, developing countries, but um, I've known a lot of people who never make it out there, yeah. never make it anywhere. Yeah. It just yeah. kind of remains something. So I would say that what I tell people is like you make every decision count, like how you spend your money, how you spend your time, who you hang out with, what you do in your free time, like what you read, <laughs> what you study, yeah. like it's not going to, it's going to, you know, I, I make jokes about how I kind of just fell onto this life, but it's not really true. It was very intentional. Yeah. And, 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 and so, I mean, I wasn't necessarily didn't know the full picture, but, um, you know, my life was missional before I started missions. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah. so like, it's good. you know, I, whether it was, whether it was having a, um, you know, a big brother, big sister program that, that I did in, in Wilmore, Kentucky when I was at Asbury, whether it was, you know, whatever, you know, just always, you know, making, building Indian friendships, uh, building South Asian friendships, building uh, friendships with people, you know, and from other cultures and yeah. Africa and, and, uh, and, uh, other parts of Asia. Like that's huge, you know, mm-hmm. just having a multicultural, uh, I don't know, outlook or friendship yeah. base or something like that. Yeah. So those are all parts that kind of help lead me eventually to the field. Yeah, you know, and so making every single step count, and so you have to be. I mean, when you say to me, "I feel God calling me overseas," and then you go out and buy a car that puts you in debt, like what the heck are you thinking? <laughs> you know, yeah, that's absolutely. not going like, to help you absolutely. get. And why would you? Go, yeah, and why would you listen to people who tell you to go and you know what? Just go ahead and buy a house. It makes more sense. It doesn't make more sense actually if yeah. you're going. You know, it's a great and point. then and so so. How you spend your money and how you spend, if you, you know, live, living simply, I would say live simply because wherever you go, you're going to so be good. living simply, so yeah. you know, and then I would say how you spend your money, how mm-hmm. you spend your time, who you hang out with, who are your people, you know, um, just if you're not intentional, it's, it's, it's you know, the, the, the current of the river is going to push against you. So you're going to have to go upstream hard yeah, yeah. and you're going to have to be intentional or, or you're going to be like, I don't know what the percentage is, but I'm guessing it's probably you know eighty percent never even make it. Yeah, mm-hmm. wow. You know that they've have had a, the stirring. Have the stirring yeah. percentage. Yeah, and uh, I'm, I mean, I, it could be more. I mean, I was yeah. reading about missionary attrition, you know, recently, and 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 even the ones that do make it, many of them never make it past two years. Wow. You know, and so so I would say, be intentional and 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 be missional now yeah. in every single thing you do. That's Every good. single thing, from the small thing to the big things, yeah. And the small things count. And I love that. Absolutely. It's just, what's the next step, you know? Yeah. And it's like we said, you know, everybody's yes to Jesus um, may look a little different. But if you are having that stirring, how do you respond to God by saying, all right, what's, what's yeah. my next step? And, yeah. and being, I have, I've just, I, I agree. I've seen so many people that have said, oh, I feel this hard. Mm-hmm. And then they start going down a different path. Yeah, and, you, may, you may not feel like you're going towards, you may not feel like you're going to overseas, but you feel like, man, God's stirring my heart somewhere, but I'm not sure, you know. Yeah. What's the next step where you are? Yep. You know, whether, you know, is there, is there somebody, is there, is there a, you know, I feel called to, you know, refugees. Well, what's, you know, what can you do? Yeah. Right get where connected you are? with refugees. Like, don't just, yeah. say, don't just keep dreaming about it. Like yeah. go do something. You <laughs> know? Open your eyes. Yeah, I've heard some people too. Yeah. They're just like, I'm just waiting for God to give me my next thing. Yeah. And sometimes God's like, just... I'm waiting for you to get out there and, and uh, you know, do something, you know? <laughs> yeah. So. No, that's a great, that's a great point. I love how practical that is yeah. too. And so, um, well, Tammy, Hey, we're running out of time. We've loved having you here at this 
you really are someone that just stirs faith within me. And I know a lot of our, our body and, um, it's just an honor to spend this time with you. Um, before we let you go, uh, you know, last week we introduced this new tradition on our podcast where each week as we sit with our amazing guest, we want to ask them the same question just to learn something about you. And the answer does not have to be spiritual. And here's here's the uh, point to that is because John Blankenship, who was with us last week, his answer to what is your favorite thing right now is um, the best smell ever, he said, is the soap in the Carabas bathroom mm, at the restaurant. Smell. He said he knows it is the best thing ever. And his favorite thing is the smell of that soap. So obviously we're not looking for like this amazing revelation of God, but really just what's your favorite thing right now in life? No pressure. Um, <laughs> but pressure. My favorite thing in life right now is Chick Fil A. Oh stop it. my goodness! Have you had? Right have you had saying, the mac and cheese? We, no, I haven't. Yeah, Ooh. I haven't. I think it's good. I've only people been there like three it. times. Okay, uh, since I've been here. But you know, you go, you go somewhere, and you're gone for four years. You come home. What do you want? Chick Fil A. You, you want Chick Fil A? <laughs> ask anybody. Ask any. We call it Jesus Chicken listen, around here. Yeah. Uh, listen, I'm I'm all for that Jesus Chicken. You, I'm just saying. You're, you're on board. Uh, have you ever Have you woken up on a Sunday yet while you've been here and said like, Yes. Oh, wait, I what can't the heck? Why are they close? <laughs> Why are they close? We got to talk to people there. Why are they close? Bless those people. <laughs> That's awesome. We uh, I'm a Chick Fil A supporter. I probably eat there two to three times a week. Confession. Uh-huh. Uh, so well, that's Jim, awesome. So this week, um, take a step missionally. Uh, learn from Tammy's stories. Have your faith encouraged. And check out Chick Fil A. We're not being paid for this advertisement, but <laughs> we love them. Um, but for real, Tammy, uh, it's been an honor. It's been fun to have you here, um, and just to get to have this conversation. And we're excited to see what all God's going to do in your life and through K Homes. Thank you, thank you so much for having me, and thank you for SSCC <laughs> <laughs> awesome. for um, supporting us all these yeah. years and being an amazing uh, encouragement, support, and uh, and body behind what we do. Awesome. Hey, everybody, we'll tune back next week. We're going to have an entire new episode. You're not going to want to miss it. So we'll see you next week. Peace out.